were in the presence of the angels. Uh, let's see, I'm trying to count. One, two. With trumpets. Okay. Uh, besides you and me, there are two other trumpet uh, <laughs> angels. angels. I happen to play the trumpet as well. I know. I, I heard, remember I am the well, only person here who has, has actually heard you play the trumpet. You're also literally the only person here. Oh, Hi, everybody. Right. <laughs> Welcome to the 23 Besides podcast. Besides those people who are listening. So I am, I'm referring to, there's a little nativity set on my desk here that I did not place here. It is, do you know where this came from? No, I, I walked in and it would, it had taken my place on your desk. So um, the women of the office set this up on my desk the other day while I was not here. This is the nativity set that we used to use at Children's Liturgy of the Word. It's actually quite nice. Yeah, it's a nice little set. They're, However, they're the, all cut out pieces of uh, wood, so they they won't break. The real angel that I'm holding here is an image of John Paul II with angel wings taped to him. Is that a T-shirt? It it is. It's a T-shirt with John Paul II from Denver, the the World Youth Day, in. What year was it? I don't know. Den Denver, Colorado, August 13th to 15th, 1993. Oh, I was eight years old, right okay. around my first communion. So this T-shirt was given to me by a parishioner that may actually listen to the podcast. Uh, so I have, I've had this T-shirt. So Aaron and I have fun. We, we make John Paul II appear every once in a while in each other's offices. So the other day... It, it's a T-shirt that's all wrapped up. This one has and, a couple rubber bands around it. And then you can see the 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 image of John Paul, but there's a lot of flags of different countries around it. Sure. So she got the other a few months ago, I hid this somewhere in her office and she random she eventually found it. And now when I came today, John Paul II was propped up here on the top of the nativity as the angel. Oh, there there are angel wings on John Paul now yeah, too. Do you see it? So I, I do see it. Now I have to figure out how to get them back. But that's Okay. That's for another podcast for another well, day. Well, anyway, I, how like, are you? I like your nativity set. How am I? I am very good, but I am also in, in need of giving a public explanation of something. Is, it, is this a confession? I'm not qualified. No, we did not, we did not mislead people, oh. but we have made people wonder. Some people are wondering are they, why we said what we did. Are they wandering while they're wondering? Or and, wondering? And that, that's one of my favorite Christmas carols. While they're wandering? I, 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 I wonder as I wander out under the skies. No. Um, Go ahead. Sorry. My my statement or your statement or our statement last podcast yeah. was, O come, O come, Emmanuel, should not be sung yet. Oh, and they didn't know and why. And so people are wondering, why can't we sing that? That's the best known Advent song there is. Do you want to explain it or should I? It's illegal in 10 states. <laughs> no. <laughs> it is not illegal. So and, and yes, you can sing it, but... You can. So typically... O Come, O Come, Emmanuel is sung for the last seven days of Advent. There are seven verses. Because each is based on one of the O antiphons for each of the seven day, last days of Advent. Yeah. So traditionally, you would sing it at the end of Advent, so each verse corresponds with the given day. And the and O ant antiphon is literally O, the letter of the word O, yeah. like o, o, o Lord on high, or... O wisdom, O Emmanuel. Sure. And so, uh, by the way, O key come, of David. O key of David. But they all start with the word O. They, uh, Emmanuel actually is the very last one. Uh, we sing it as the first verse, but it's, it's really the last. But after 
<laughs> after this description, guess what we're singing this weekend on the third Sunday event? <laughs> oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. We're singing, oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. Oh, good, so, good thing I explained that before people come in, and then they're completely perplexed. So feel free to feel free to throw tomatoes at the musicians if you too think. Did it's, you put that plexiglass back up? I'm again? going to. Yeah, <laughs> too early. Anyway, so yeah, we'll be singing it this weekend. I think we're gonna do another another rendition of it on the fourth Sunday. I can't remember, but. It's a good time of year to get it in. Yeah, you can do it. Alrighty, so let's uh, talk about what's happening. We are up to December twelfth, which is usually Our Lady of Guadalupe. Yeah, but it's on a Sunday, so uh, because it's a Sunday of Advent, that topic will supersede it. Sure, and we will have the third Sunday, but it's also that big announcement Sunday. Oh, yes. Yeah. And nobody tortured you. Nobody tortured me, but except my but, friendship. But Father, <laughs> Father, Father Jeff announced to the people after he heard the the little intrigue announcement of last week. Like, wait till next week, come back and hear the story. Yeah, he said, I don't know what that's about either. So I called him and I told him. Actually, oh, so f- I sent him a, an email. <laughs> I said, I want you to be in on the secret. So he he feels a part of the group. He he now knows, but don't torture him either. We won't torture him. You know, it, I will say the only thing I will say about the big announcement is, it is a very big deal. It is. Yeah. And it's good news. Yeah, very good news. Very good news. Even better than Angels in My Office. Well, almost. Do you remember that there was a song from the band Alabama called Angels Among Us? It reminds me of the aura in this room right now. I don't know that I know any songs from Alabama. It was probably a hit in the 90s. Right around World Youth Day when John Paul II was in Denver. 1993. (laughs) Okay, we are going to read from Luke chapter 3. What did we read from last week? Luke chapter 3. And last week was three verses. Here, let me move this camel out of your way so that (laughs) your book... I I can open my book and... There's a sentence you don't say every day. Move the camel out of my way. Uh, You know, every camel in the nativity set has the same name. Camel? No, Clyde. Really? Didn't you know that? (laughs) You're making that up. No, we had a great big camel in the nativity set at St. Peter's in Mansfield. I mean, we're talking, it took a couple of people to lift it up uh-huh. and people always referred to it as Clyde. Okay. Cl- here, Clyde is Clyde's here. We're ready for Christmas. And so ever since then, I call all the camels Clyde. Do, do you know why? Why? We were talking about songs. Yeah. Okay. Midnight at the Oasis from the 1960s. Yeah. And I put my camel to bed. Uh, is that the song? It's one of those with a camel named Clyde. Uh, do you want me to look this up? Yeah, ca- a camel named Clyde. Maybe it's not Mid- Midnight at the Oasis. Maybe it's uh, one of, but one of those songs where it refers to a camel named named Clyde. You're trying to find it. I have to keep on talking till he finds it. It's on a Go- Ray. <laughs> it's a Ray Stevens song. The name of the song is Ahab, Ahab the, Arab. the Arab. Okay, I, I I knew it was one of that those. That does not sound like. It's politically correct whatsoever. But it was a, well, remember, it was a song by what, Ray Stevens? Ray Stevens. Yeah. <laughs> we don't worry about political correctness when it comes to Ray Stevens. Uh, we, so, uh, we apologize if we've offended anyone on the 23 podcast today. But, but uh, especially people named Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So back to Luke. Back From to, Clyde to Luke. Okay. So last week we were, we were on chapter three. Verses 1 to 6. This week we are in chapter 3, verses 10 to 8, 18. Mm-hmm. So it's longer, 
Uh, but the same chapter. So last week, uh, John the Baptist quoted from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 40 of Isaiah. Yeah. Uh, prepare the way of the Lord, the voice of one crying out in the desert. All mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. And now this time it's closer. He's, uh, he's already baptizing people in the river mm -hmm. and people are coming and they're saying, okay, what should we do as we get ready for the coming? So Jesus still has not shown up in either of these passages. Mm -hmm. It's all focused on John the Baptist two weeks in a row. It feels like last week and it's, it really, this is why I love Advent. Last week almost felt like it was setting the stage. It was. And it's... It's like setting up the nativity set. Even... <laughs> Oops, I almost knocked it over. Don't knock over the shepherd. Even though it's... Um, or the camel. Even though we've done it every year. Oh, there Oops, it goes. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> they heard that one at home. Yeah. There goes one of the wise men. Um, even though we do it every year, it still feels exciting. Yeah. I mean, you can't help but be excited. You know, prepare the way of the Lord. And I love... I. I don't compliment you often, but I thought your homily about, you know, the mountains will be made low. And uh, and I said, I, but I, I hope not. I like mountains. I actually, you should. Here's what you should have said. You should have said, I didn't know that Northwest Ohio was already the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> because yeah. the mountains have already been right. made low. <laughs> right. I, I received an email yesterday uh, from a woman who used to live in Colorado. And she said, I am so happy you said that we're not going to take that literally that the mountains have to be made low. I like the mountains. I lived in the Colorado. And they're beautiful. They are quite beautiful. So a as this was setting the stage, and now now we're getting one step closer this week uh, with John the Baptist. So shall we read it? Yes. It's really two parts. Okay. It, it's uh, continuous verse verses, but there's the first part, and there's a, a natural break, uh about uh, just before the word now the people were filled with expectation so you read the first part i'll read the second part okay the crowds asked john the baptist what should we do he said to them in reply whoever has two cloaks should share with the person who has none and whoever has food should do likewise even tax collectors came to be baptized and they said to him teacher what should we do he answered them Stop collecting more than what is prescribed. Soldiers also asked him, And what is it that we should do? He told them, Do not practice extortion. Do not falsely accuse anyone and be satisfied with your wages. Now the people were filled with expectation and all were asking in their hearts whether John might be the Christ. John answered them all saying, I am baptizing you with water. But one mightier than I is coming. I am not worthy to loosen the thongs of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Exhorting them in many other ways, he preached good news to the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so we have people going out to the to get baptized, and they know something's happened. Something's in the air. Mm -hmm. So they're asking, what should we do? You know, as I was reading this first half, I, I knew in my mind that John the Baptist was speaking, but I doubted that it, it w I wasn't actually reading the words of Jesus. Because it, it is... It is uh, he's teaching, right? He's he's yeah. teaching with authority, 
so I had to, as I was reading, I went back up just to make sure that I was actually quoting John the Baptist and not Jesus himself. Right. This is John the Baptist. Jesus, as an adult, shows up in chapter three, but he's not here yet, which is kind of interesting. So, you know, John the Baptist is the primary person featured yeah. in both last week and this week's uh, gospel reading. Mm-hmm. But there's like three categories. Um it says the crowds ask, what should we do? Then the tax collectors, they came to be baptized. What should we do? And then the soldiers. Okay, think about these three groups. The, the first one is the crowds. That's kind of general, mm-hmm. like everybody, and it's all inclusive. And Jesus says, if you have two cloaks, share. Uh, same thing with food. But then the tax collectors, and remember tax collectors are always listed as public sinners. You know, whenever they're talking about people that are uh, are openly immoral, mm-hmm. it's uh, prostitutes and tax collectors. That's the kind of the catchphrase. Now, why, why are tax collectors uh, considered that way? Well, first of all, they're, they're collecting taxes for Rome. And Rome is considered the evil empire. Sure. In fact, the Caesar was considered a god. So you could even, it was even a question of, you know, is this idolatry to even t- collect taxes? Mm. That's why their question, should we even pay taxes? Mm-hmm. In addition to that, many of the tax collectors would uh, put a lot more money into their own pockets than they actually had to. They could they could make, uh, make up how much you owe. And, and, and keep the difference. And keep the difference. That, but, is, that is terrible. And we don't do that now. Uh, no. <laughs> is that sarcasm I'm sensing from you? Well, not our tax collectors, but there are people, you know, there's always how often there's kickback or people, you know, pay to have things done. It comes out in the news every so often that some company got a, a contract because somebody else was uh, influenced. Uh, they're, they're called lobbyists. You know, they influenced the way the election would go sure. or, or the, the vote would go. Or even just, you know, the extreme amount of wealth that some people have. I read yeah. the other day that uh, Jeff Bezos, which he might be a perfectly nice guy. I don't know him. He makes, do you want to know how many, much he makes per second? Oh, I. Uh, how much money has he made while we're recording this? Uh, well, per second, he makes $3,715. So multiply that by 60 times 23. Okay. Are you going to pay me that much for a podcast? Uh, I thought I already did. Oh. <laughs> Okay, then the third category are the soldiers. Now, a soldier, of course, most likely the soldiers were also uh, Romans, Roman citizens, or they worked for Rome. And uh, I don't, we don't know that much about them. They were probably run-of-the-mill soldiers. You know, whether they... Don't tell them that. ...liked what they were doing <laughs> or not. They might have just been deployed into this faraway country. They might not have been happy there at all. Sure. But for whatever reason, they are part of the crowd. Yeah, that's interesting that they got, yeah. they're got they part of the story here. I, I love that because they're not featured in that many places. But mm-hmm. they come out there and, uh, and they said, what should we do? And he says, do not practice extortion, which I mean, I love that. And I want to give an example of that. Please. Uh, years ago, and it wasn't a soldier, but years ago, I was going to some event in the in Chicago, I spent a couple of years living up there, mm-hmm. and I believe it was the old stadium where the Chicago Bulls used to, basketball team played. 
but I I don't like from the glory days, like Michael Jordan days. Oh, the way before that. Oh, before this that. is before that. I'm talking about forty years ago. Oh, that's right. You were there before Michael Jordan. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, you're so old. But uh, but this nothing. wasn't a basketball game anyway. But it was at their stadium. Yeah, and we pulled up on one of the streets. They have they were building a new stadium elsewhere uh, with a big parking lot. But at that time, the norm was we pulled up on a street, mm-hmm. and a couple of neighborhood kids came up, and they said, "Hey, Mister, you want us to watch your car for you? Wash." No, watch. Oh, watch. Like, just keep an eye on it? Exactly. Okay. And so you paid them. You paid them to watch to it. watch your car. Because if you did not pay them, you weren't even sure if your car would be there. When So it was like... Because they would break into it or just because they wouldn't be watching it and somebody else would? Yes and yes. I mean, uh, <laughs> it, it, was, it was extortion. Yeah. You know, you're going to pay our fee... So we don't mess with you. Or anybody else does. Yeah. You know, they might say, oh, yeah, there's those other people, but they might be in cahoots with the other people. It was Clyde the Camel. It, right. So it was it was all together expected. And so we paid, and I don't recall what we paid, but we paid, and wow. they, they watched the car, and it was there when we got back. Interesting. But that's, that's, that's not that uncommon in some countries, but th- this was here in the United States. So it, it was probably my first taste of... Uh, obvious extortion. So it that's the kind of thing that the soldiers said, do not practice extortion. In other words, do not tell people, uh, okay, yes, we won't interfere with your business, mm-hmm. but you're paying us a little fee. Yeah. And we hear about that with some of the gangs in some of the cities. Sure. The, the, the people have to pay the, the gangs not to have their building burned down. Yeah. So, so what Jesus, or what... John the Baptist is telling them in all three cases is live good, moral, upright lives mm-hmm. in preparation. So you don't wait till Jesus comes and say, oh, if I like him, then I'll change my life. Yeah, You change your life first. So that it's almost like if you don't change your life first, you won't recognize him when he does come. Mm. This is kind of a an ongoing topic of... Uh, a group of friends, I'll just say in my, in my small group, as we meet, um, you know, the whole idea of grace, you know, so the idea that people follow Jesus their entire lives and try to lead good upright lives versus the person that, you know, maybe doesn't know Christ or, or knows of Christ, but chooses differently and does whatever they want, but still at the end of their life, they receive the mercy and love and grace of God at, let's say, at the last minute. And there's been many conversations amongst uh, the men in our group about it's just not fair, right? And I, I think there's so many examples of that okay, exact can situation. I, can I give, the, give you the fallacy of that concept of saying it's not fair? Yeah, that, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. So that, I know, that, but let me... It's sort of assuming doing the right thing is unjoyful yeah 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 and so there's more fun to be bad yeah like okay I'll, I'll i'll live it up i'll be bad and then maybe uh make peace with god at the last minute right well the reality is they've missed all the real joy of life mm. because being good is happy sure. is goodness living in union with god and living in grace you know uh yeah it's so it's not like just prepared for the next life sure it's like you that was very well said. 
Because I've given it a lot of thought. I, I'm going to take... I'm an old man. I have thought a lot about these things. You're so old. You were in Chicago before Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> before he even knew Bugs Bunny. I was in Chicago and Sears Tower was still the Sears Tower. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I, I, th- I think we do sometimes equate you know, sin with, in some regards, with um, happiness. So I, I I I like what you let's just stop here. I think we're done for the day. No, we're not. All right, keep going. How many more minutes do we need to fill? You, because <laughs> we have half of the gospel to go yet. Let's go to the second half. Okay. Now, so it, then it takes a jump. And it says the people were filled with expectation and all were asking in their hearts whether John might be the Christ. Now, this is the part that has always made me admire John. Yeah. Because he could have passed himself off and say Hey guys, check me out. You don't have to wait any longer. Here I am. Uh, c'est moi. It is I. Yeah, but he didn't. No, he said, "I am not the one." I mean, talk about uh, a man who is who knew himself and was comfortable in his own skin. He did not have. He did not accept flattery. He did not say, "I want to be more than who I am." He said, "I am just a voice of one crying out in the desert, pointing to Christ." Right. Yes. And in some ways, that's a great reminder that our lives are meant to point towards him, too, that we do. We do not disciple people to ourselves, but we are merely a channel in which to point to Christ for other people. Yeah. I have heard secondhand or thirdhand of of a study that was done, and I've never been able to track it down to read it myself. Mm -hmm. But the study was something like parishes that promote themselves do get more followers Mm. but parishes that promote Christ also get more followers and more so Mm. so it's like it's always tempting to push yourself but we want to go beyond that and probably longer lasting right I would hope so yeah all right friends uh, third Sunday of Advent this weekend and the big announcement and the big announcement do you want to hear what it is We'll we'll talk about it off the air. Okay, good. Thanks. We'll see you.